This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. How do you think that went? Oh, terribly. I mean, I was just boasting about how this is the first time with the cameras and everything, we've had no technical issues. And then yeah. I'm like, hey, do you want to hear the music? <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then you just started playing it, but it was just turned out. Yeah, that's right. And were our mics up? Did we talk over the top of the, at the start, music at the did, start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I have control over this. I can edit all of this. No one has to hear it. Well, you can't now that we've started talking about it. People will need to hear well, this conversation. Well, I guess they... Mike, I'll leave it up to you. If you want to leave that little crap at the start where we're talking over the start of the music, you can. But uh, Well, we'll have otherwise, to now because none Otherwise, will people will have to sign up to the Patreon to see it play out. Oh, yeah. That's the sort of quality <laughs> Patreon content that's going to get people to hand over their filthy lucre. Well, I've been thinking about like... Okay, so we're putting stuff up from the Patreon yeah. and we're being pretty regular about it now. Mm. But I realised, having taking a leaf out of Mr. Sunday Movies book, you know what they do? What they do put they the do? podcast up early on Patreon. So if you want to get, if you can't wait till Monday when it mm-hmm. drops, they put it up on a Sunday. Why don't we do that? I mean, that is a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. Also, I didn't know that that happened. And often on a Sunday, I want to listen to their podcast. I'd be willing to join their Patreon based on that. We are. Entirely. Tofop is a Patreon uh, supporter of the Weekly Planet. Hang on. Are you investing our funds in another podcast? That <laughs> yeah. is very tofu, very on brand for us. Is the idea of investing our funds in another podcast? Well, Planet Broadcasting finders sponsors. Well, I yeah. guess it sort of makes sense, doesn't it? No, no, no. They're they're a very successful worldwide podcast. Yeah, we are a dinky little a dinky little thing that's been going for ten years and has never really gained much momentum. Nobody knows what it's about. We look. The greatest thing that Tofop's ever achieved is. That we still exist. Yeah. We are a classic example of no one can kick you out of podcasting. Yeah. We are. Have you ever seen that documentary Anvil about that heavy metal band that never quite made it? And yeah. then when they're in their 50s, finally, <laughs> like, you know, Megadeth, take them on tour or something. That's us. I, I have enjoyed, not necessarily enjoyed, but uh, comedy film nerds, for example, uh, good friends of ours, comedy film nerds, have um, decided that they're finishing up yep. uh, in December. And th- they join now a procession of podcasts that have got to the end of the podcast. And many of my favorite podcasts have actually, you know, decided, okay, we're done now. Crab Feast finished up, you know, Comedy Film Nerds finished up. You know, there's been a bunch of them over the years that have decided, you know, Walking the Room finished up. It's funny, I don't know, apart from Walking the Room, I don't know Mm. if there's any that I listened to that have finished up. There's stuff that I've gone away from Mm. that may have ended, but I've never listened to the end of a show before. So you finished before they did. Yeah. (laughs) You said, two can play at this. You're not leaving me, I'm leaving you. Well, I heard Kevin Smith on mm. um, Joe Rogan last week. It was a really good mm. chat. And I was like, oh, I haven't listened to a Kevin Smith podcast in ages. To be honest, I only really like Smodcast. I like him and Scott Moser. It's that combo that yeah. draws me in. 
And so I, I just, out of curiosity, went back. The original ScoMo. Yeah. That's a joke for the Australians. Our Prime Minister's nickname is ScoMo, but I like to think that Scott Mosier was the original ScoMo. So I went back to his feed just to see, you know, and it's like, oh, he hasn't really been updating. Like Hollywood Babylon is down to once a month. I guess uh, Jane Silent Bob Get Old is sort of on hold while they mm. do the touring the, the movie. Film. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably doing live events and stuff. But, but it was funny. Have you heard the Rogan Smith interview? No, not yet. It is very funny because it starts off with Kevin saying like, you know, I've come on this show in fits and spurts over the last, you know, five or six years and it's gone. But when we started, we were both kind of like mm. at the top of the podcasting yeah. game. Pioneers of podcasting. Yeah. No, suddenly Titans. you are like Joe Rogan owns the everything. most powerful broadcaster yeah. in the world. And I'm still like kicking around trying to work out if I can sell a movement watch. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I've lost some weight and I'm still wearing my jorts. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. So Rogan has obviously. But it made me think that yeah. like that's going to happen to us. I mean, it is happening to us. It's already happened to us. What are you <laughs> talking about? It's a podcast we, around. We wanted to be Kevin no. Smith and we are Kevin Smith. No, and but what, other what, people have gone past what's us. What's happened is that shows have come out mm. after us that have gotten huge. But have yeah. any of our contemporaries that we started out with gone on? Like, is the sweetest plum like much bigger than us now? I mean, or like uh, well, Little you know Dum Dum Club. Little Dum Dum or... Club are doing um, the Athenaeum for their 500th show. So they celebrate next year their 500th show and they're playing what the Athenaeum. 800, 900. Okay. Well, and, we did a couple of comedy festival shows. I mean, back in the, in, in back the, in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. Early on, early on, we were doing great. We yeah. haven't, we haven't fair, tested the water. We haven't tested the water. We haven't done any live shows for the a Opera while. House two years ago? Yeah, sold it out two nights in a row. Um, you know what, uh, next year when we, it's 10 years of TOEFOP, uh, you know, we, we're going to try to do some live shows around that. So yeah, we'll find out how popular we'll get we are. Out about, we'll get a reality yeah. check. Then. Well, you know, it'll be like those bands that suddenly go out on the road and like, they go, Oh my God, you know, like so-and-so reformed and they're selling as well as they ever have. And mm. then like the Mavises are like, Ooh, <laughs> but there's a big appetite for the Mavises back out there in society. <laughs> Time to get the super Jesus back together. <laughs> They all get their super Jesus rings, form the super Jesus circle. So, um, well, has there been contemporaries who have gone past into what? Well, what's the biggest like Australian podcast? Like, is it? I mean, well, Hamish well, and Andy in, in, is well, obviously independent. The, we have to keep it. Let's keep it yeah. in the independent realm of so, the indie well, podcast. Well, philosophy, I guess. Philosophy yeah. is outstanding. Okay, so I guess we've outdone ourselves. <laughs> you have. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Now that is you are that's you're the Justin Timberlake of this podcast. Like I'm still like hoping that you'll come back to the band so we can do a tour so I can make some money. No, but meanwhile you can just do your own thing. And be unlike fine. Justin Timberlake, I haven't left this band. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, well, okay, it's more like the Jackson Five. Like Michael Jackson was still Michael Jackson when he was still doing Jackson yeah. Five stuff, and that's the only similarities you have to Michael Jackson. <laughs> It's weird to talk about him like these days. Anytime he comes up in conversation, I have a friend who's facing this issue mm. right now where her son, who's like seven, is really into Michael Jackson. Mm. And she's like, I don't know what to do about that because, you know, obviously there are some issues around that. But her son just likes the music and just likes the music videos. And she's like, I just don't know what I should be doing. Well, see, this is why. And we actually had a conversation like this on the Little Dum Dum Club this uh, week. And so if people want to hear that, but this is the proposal that I have that once somebody like, cause you know, the whole thing is how do you separate the artist from the art? Mm. I think we literally separate the artist from the art. So the minute that like a Woody Allen or a, 
you know, Michael Jackson, you know, approved to have, you know, done these terrible things that makes you think I can never listen to Billie Jean again. Billie Jean becomes public domain. Oh, yeah. So it's automatically public domain like so that. that somebody else can go out there and go, you know, Bruno Mars could be like, well, actually, Billy Jean's my song now. Yeah. And he does a version. And we're like, well, we can all listen to, because we shouldn't have to lose Billy Jean being a great song because Michael Jackson was a pedophile. Do you know what I mean? Why are we being punished for his evil deeds, you know? Like, he's not getting anything out of it anymore. He's dead. Or you know? so is it a case of... Mm. You know, if you look at the timeline of when the accusations were made, mm-hmm. it's like, well, no one accused him during Thriller, so you can listen to Thriller, that's fine. It's only round about dangerous and bad. No, but I'm like, why should we get punished? Why should I never be able to listen, listen to, to Bill Black Cosby's dentist routine? <laughs> one of the greatest stand-up routines of all time. I just want somebody who, like, you know, it'd just be great if, say... Does stand-up go into public domain, though? Well, this, this is my new rule, though. Okay, okay. My new rule is as soon as... <laughs> but who's going to... How's that going to work? Like, how does that... I mean, how does that keep the the bit alive when it's still Bill Cosby? Well, it's not. You can... It's from that moment. Oh, it it's no just, longer Bill Cosby's His bit. name gets taken off. His name names get taken off. It is now... So when you go on Spotify... Emo Phillips <laughs> dentist routine. How do you award it to the, the next artist? A bidding process. And the money oh. from the bidding process goes, goes to, to the victims, victims. of... Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. So this is how we do it. So, for example, all Michael Jackson songs suddenly are up for yeah. public bidding. And Bono's sitting around going, you know what? I wish I'd written Smooth Criminal. <laughs> <laughs> so Bono gets on the phone and he makes a bid for Smooth Criminal and all that money goes to a charity that helps... Uh, like people that. that have been abused. And I, so we as the world still get to enjoy the we music. We are the world. We are the world. <laughs> <laughs> does that count? I mean, there's a lot of artists involved in that. Well, like if one twentieth of that was like a pedophile, does that mean you can't listen to We Are The World? Okay, can we deep fake someone out of existence? Because this is the, our other option, right? Oh. So for example, <laughs> is there a possibility that we could just go back and re-edit We Are The World, but you deep fake Michael Jackson's face with like somebody who's more culturally like, appropriate. Yeah. The Dalai Lama. Webster. <laughs> Emmanuel Lewis. It doesn't really matter. Somebody, no, it could almost be, you know what? It could almost be an, like, you know, the opposite. So, for example, you take someone who's done something really terrible mm. and you reward somebody who's, who's done, done something, something really great. So you're like, uh, hey, Father Bob Maguire, for all the great work you've done in the community, you know, looking after the disadvantaged, uh, the good news is that now you now wrote Louis C.K.'s <laughs> Men Versus Women <laughs> <laughs> just deep fake Father Bob Maguire's head on Louis C.K.'s head. That is the first application of deep fake technology that I, doesn't terrify me. I think right. that's a great idea. We you just take back every and... Miramax film. Right. Well, how does it work with the Miramax film, though? Because he was just the producer. So, I mean, you don't want to impinge the work of Quentin Tarantino by you just replace the credits. That's an easy, that's an easy swap. Yeah, out. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, but ones where you have someone in them. So for okay, example, well, you, but you, you know what you could do? You could use the deep fake technology mm-hmm. to go back through the Oscar broadcast. Mm-hmm. So when Shakespeare and Love swept the Oscars, mm-hmm. you deep fake out Harvey Weinstein yeah. and you put in uh, uh, the Dalai Lama mm-hmm. or Mother Gre- Teresa. Greta Thunberg. <laughs> she would have been like a baby. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg's parents. <laughs> Greta Thunberg, who produced Shakespeare and Love. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Makes as much sense as anything else in this conversation. But yeah, so we, we erase, literally erase those people from history so that we can enjoy their work 
Because, you know, for example, I still want to be able to watch the usual suspects, but I can't now yeah. look at Kevin Spacey's face. But if or that Brian face Singer. was like... You can't... I mean, it's not just what's on screen. It's like who who directed it as well, right? Yeah. But, I, well, this was the point I was making on Dum Dum was I can separate the behind the scenes okay. from having it rubbed in my face. So, for example... Just when the credits roll, you close your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can turn it off by then. That's fine. But the suggestion that I gave was, for example... Like you could do redo Woody Allen's movies, but instead of Woody Allen, it's Paul Rudd. Yeah, you know, because that that's adorable. Now you can enjoy, you know, your Woody Allen films because Paul Rudd's in them. But wouldn't it be better? I think, I think we could make it more entertaining. Let's take a bit of a leaf out of Twins book, and like I'll go the opposite. Go the of. opposite. Don't get a like for like replacement. Go the mm. Steven Seagal mm. in. <laughs> everyone says I love you. Hang on. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if we should well, be putting that, Steven, like for like? I'm not sure we should be putting Steven Seagal into movies okay. as um, part of this. Michael play. Dudikoff. Yeah. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah. So, for example, Dolph Lundgren. Um, yeah. We, we in any hall. In any hall. <laughs> I think it's great. Take action heroes from the 80s, yeah. only those. Who haven't been accused of anything horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. <laughs> who, I mean, well, Sly's all right. Arnie's okay. Patrick Swayze. I think Patrick you could, Swayze. Patrick Swayze, you could put in things. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Put Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing. <laughs> as the Jennifer Grey character as well. So, he plays both parts. Let's just make sure. Let's set up Jennifer Grey to have done something horrible. So, we can replace her with Patrick Swayze. Or it can be like being John Malkovich. We replace every character in Dirty Dancing with, with Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. Yeah. Nobody put Swayze in the corner. <laughs> hey, did you see uh, um, someone mentioned on Twitter today? I retweeted it, tagged you in it. Um, a theory about John Wick. You know, a few uh, a few episodes ago, we went down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. of maybe John Wick is just a program within the Matrix, yeah, a train sure. Neo. Someone was suggesting that maybe instead of the Matrix. John Wick is actually a result of Ted, because you remember in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus mm-hmm. Journey, the threat of military school was always hung over Ted's head. If he didn't pass the yeah. exam, he was going to go to military school. What if he never passed that exam, he went to military school, and he turned into John Wick? I mean... So you're taking it away from the Matrix, and you're grounding it in Bill and Ted's. I was about to say that it's unlikely that the <laughs> Ted we know from that movie you know, we'd go away to military school and become a killer at the level of John Wick. But then I realized that they travel through time <laughs> to, to, to collect various people to pass the history exam. Genghis so Khan rides a skateboard to a shopping center. So, so maybe my idea of what is Joan plausible Joan of Arc assaults a woman leading an aerobics class in a shopping center. And that's the bit you got trouble with? No, you're right. It's a good point when we look at it like that. Um well, let's see. Yes. So John Wick is 50-something now, yes. right? So the idea is that uh, Ted would have been taken in the late 80s, sent to military school, and then graduated from military school, and then I imagine went into the armed forces, quickly uh, identified as having the skill set to go into like special ops, then went into black ops, and then became that kind of killer. And then somehow got disenfranchised with – maybe he went into mercenary, like work mm-hmm. for hire, and then from that went into the underworld. If, is there enough time from him being 18 to 50 for that to happen? There's enough time. It doesn't solve the idea that, you know, the unrealistic action in John Wick. Like, it doesn't solve the idea of the heightened universe because the even at the of... best 
military school. They don't teach you how to kill somebody using a horse. But in that universe, like I said, Genghis Khan, mm. like fights off a, a whole horde of security guards. Yeah, but the only... Like bouncing off a trampoline. The and, only heightened thing in that universe is the idea of the, the time travel. The rest of it's played like a normal universe still to a certain degree, right? Right. So I don't think... If, for example, at the start of John Wick, we found out his puppy was called Bill, <laughs> I'd be like, all right, there's your nod. Bill the puppy, I'd be fine with that. Because he's Ted, right, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yes. Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah, so if he remembered, like if he just, there was one part of him that was like, come here, Bill. Come here, Bill. You'd be like, well, okay. What about though, if you, if you bring into account, because if you don't, all right, you don't want to take it from Excellent Adventure, mm. I'll give you that. But what about Bill and Ted's bogus journey? Because again, military school mm. is still a threat there. And that deals with a metaphysical, mm. which kind of strays into Matrix type territory where, you know, they're able to possess the bodies of their fathers, mm. they're moving between dimensions, they're encountering aliens. So it's really carte blanche there. But that's more an argument. What if that's Ted, a... make, when they go to hell, uh -huh. makes a deal with the devil? Yeah. The devil said, I'll put you back on earth, but you're going to become my herald. You are going to be a bringer of death. You're going to be right. an avenging angel. Mm. You're going to be John Wick. Wouldn't he be John Constantine from... Yeah. <laughs> Is the that other that, movie is that, that he... Oh, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Which is pretty much the plot of Constantine. Yeah, right. Um, is that the plot of Constantine that no. he makes a deal with well, the he's devil? A, he's a fallen... Isn't he a... He's the representative... He's not a fallen angel, is he? He's a devil's representative. Is he? John no, I thought he was just... Oh, I saw John... He's, some, he's from hell. Is he? Yeah. I think he's a normal guy up. with cancer or something. Well, yeah, but he's a... He's dying of... No, hang on. Okay, Look, here we you, go. Tell me. It. I got go it. on. John Constantine yes. is a fictional superhero appearing yes. in American comic books published blah, 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 blah. Um, he's a working class warlock, mm -hmm. a cult oh, detective, right, a warlock. and con man stationed in London. He's known for his endless cynicism, deadpan snarking, <laughs> ruthless cunning, and constant chain smoking. He's also a passionate humanitarian driven by a heartfelt desire to do some good in his life. Originally a supporting character who played a pivotal role in the American Gothic Swamp Thing storyline. Uh, he got his own. Look up the the movie, the John, the sorry, the John, what was the Con called? Constantine. Called Constantine. It was, yeah, the Keanu Reeves movie. Let's see what the plot was in that because the movie was different to the oh, TV right. series. Okay, and so we're keeping it in the Keanu well. verse. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I'm talking Keanu. Okay, uh, solely Keanu. Um, I, I, the Bill and Ted's thing is just more an argument that those things exist in the matrix than it is that John Wick would exist in that universe. Well, I, I was thinking though, maybe it's like, this is bringing a bit of inception into mm. it. Maybe it's layers <laughs> within the matrix. You know what I mean? So if, all right, matrix created this artificial reality, which is the Bill and Ted's universe mm. and which is a time traveling teenager. Yeah. And then there is a level be below that, which is uh, John Wick. So they yeah. needed to train him up to be whatever. Oh, so you're saying that it's, it's like a, it's a world within a world. It's still the Matrix controlled. So say the Matrix is like a computer game. like a So you have to, the levels get increasingly more difficult. And so the Bill and Ted uh, Excellent Adventure was a training for Bogus Journey, which, which was a training, training for, for John Wick. John it seems Wick. like a big leap. I feel like you need a Constantine. Yeah, we need a Constantine. All right, okay. So it's an occult detective film. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um... Sorry. 
The film portrays John Constantine as a cynic with the ability to perceive and communicate with half angels and half demons in their true form. He seeks salvation from eternal damnation in hell for a suicide attempt in his youth. See, he's yeah. So he's meant to be. So I knew there was like a hell connection. So he was meant to be going to to hell, or he is going to hell, and he's trying to offset that while he's still alive. Yeah, he exercises demons back into hell to earn favour with heaven. Literally exercises them. He's like, touch your toes, now <laughs> yeah. do 15 reps and, and some herpes. And then Joan of Arc comes yeah. in and pushes him over. <laughs> uh, he's getting weary over time. With terminal lung cancer, he helps troubled police detective learn the truth about a twin sister's death while simultaneously unravelling a much larger and darker okay. plot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're quite different. I had no idea that the comic book was so different to the... The film. And then the TV series was a bit more like ah, the comic book. This TV series as yeah. well. Because he's got red hair. Yeah, he's meant to be Sting, isn't he? That was the visual inspiration. Is he's meant to look like... Yeah, and when they were originally talking about it, they were talking about um, David Caruso. Is that that's his name? David, oh, no, is that no, his name? Yeah, yeah, from NYPD Blue. Yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. Uh, um, CSI wow. Miami. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> sunglasses guy. I just know it's... Wow. Yeah. That show, right? Yeah. Uh, was yeah, he the wild guy. So you're saying he was an inspiration for it, or they were just talking about casting? No, him? he was meant to be, yeah. So at the oh. height of Caruso mania, NYPD Blue, yeah. know, David Caruso, sexiest man on TV, I believe that, that there was talk that he was going to play he was, Constantine in, uh, in, in the movie. He was in the news recently. David because, Caruso was? Yeah, because there's a Chichuro. Don't tell me he's not been Not John Chichuro. There was another Chichuro. No, some... Uh, you know, some someone who was on one of those shows, CSI or NYPD Blue, was telling stories about him, okay. funny stories. Oh, yeah, okay. look it up. yeah, look it up. There's a Tuturo, right? Does that sound familiar? Sure. What's Why not? Ka- What's his name? David? David Caruso. 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 We used to do a thing on the radio show, Limo and I, that I invented one day when I was um, uh, running along Bondi Beach. I remember the distinct moment I came up with this game. But you know at the start of uh, yeah, every episode of CSI Miami, he'd do that weird pun where he put on his glasses halfway through. So he'd be like, you know, say, say for example, um, uh, uh, what's a good example? Somebody had, um, oh, somebody had, uh, had a bucket, you know, fall on their head and they died. <laughs> and so he'd be like, well, Frank, it looks like they put the sunglasses on, kick the bucket. <laughs> That was like the start of every show. It was like some version of that. And we used to play a quiz on the radio, Limo and I, where we would give them the setup and then people would have to ring in and guess what they thought the, <laughs> the well pun was going to be. And it was one of our most popular segments <laughs> we did on the radio and it made absolutely no sense, but it was great fun. The actor was Nick Tuturo. Nick Tuturo. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't have a transcript. There is a, there's a, a link to an audio file. Basically, the headline is, he was a nut. (laughs) I mean, I wish I could find more information. It doesn't appear to be anything that is copyright free for us to play on the show. But uh, rest assured that he is uh, a nut. He was like, I mean, he has a reputation for being particularly hard work. Yeah, he seems like it. Well, the the rumor about him with the sunglasses thing, Mm. right, was that that was so that they couldn't they couldn't edit around him if he kept changing when he had the sunglasses it mean for continuity's sake he could keep his close-up as long as he wanted i mean that's clever it is clever yeah it's incredibly selfish to your coaster and that's why dennis franz from nypd blue always wore short sleeves and then long sleeves in different <laughs> you know he was famous for wearing short sleeve shirts 
That's in my Dennis Franz bit, <laughs> guys. The only thing I could think of about Dennis Franz. Um, uh, Detective Sipowitz, he was, of course. Did you see, have you seen that sh- uh, documentary on Netflix, Game Changers? Uh, yes. The vegan one? No. Uh, no. Interesting. I, for the last eight days, have been on a plant-based diet. Well, shut up. Yes. Osher. Yeah. You well, and Osher get a podcast together and then suddenly <laughs> the you're turning, vegan. you're like single white Osher. It was so You're weird. turning into Osher. Um, you'll be hosting The Masked Singer. You'll be like in the Bachelorette, uh, you know, mansion. I don't, wouldn't mind that going to fish Actually, every You know what? <laughs> it's, like, it's a pretty good deal. Does Osher need to put on a part-time Osher? Because Osher is so busy now. He is so busy. I don't do know, you know where he finds the time to do anything. And he's got a kid as well. And he's doing a you stupid know he podcast with he me. He needs a part-time Osher. I'll be a part-time Osher. You know, he needs an Osher a franchise. Well, you know a Mosher. A Mosher. But you know, like Jim's mowing. It's yeah. not all Jim. It could be Osher's entertainment. So like, you know, for example, you know, obviously if it's the Masked Singer, you know, number one rating, you know, shiny floor entertainment show, well, you're going to get Osher. Mm. But you know what? If it's Bachelorette in Paradise, his third Bachelor of the Year, you know what you're going to get? You're going to get an Osher. But isn't that what Sophie Monk's doing? Doesn't she host a spin-off of one of the Bachelors or something? Well, hers is, I don't think it's a oh, spin-off. A bachelor. No, oh, it's, it's just a Love Island. Right. It's a completely different, different franchise. <laughs> I think you'll find that Love Island is completely different to Bachelor in Paradise for reasons that would not hold up in a court of law. <laughs> but certainly the names are different. But this is what I'm saying. Osher can't do everything. Yeah. As much as Channel 10 would like him to, Osher can't do everything. So he needs like a, you know, an Osher-esque. An Oshet. An Oshet, exactly. Yeah. You could be, like, you're, I mean, you're an actor. Yeah. You could act like Osher. Yeah, I could take his scraps. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they just go, but you, you have to kind of get into the Osher zone. You have to become plant-based. Well, the funny thing is I've never... Uh, if I was, my motivations for eating meat has generally been around, oddly enough, health. Because mm. I'm like, well, you know, I like to exercise a lot. I felt like I need to get my protein from somewhere. Every trainer I've ever worked with. Where are you going to get your bloody protein from if you're a bloody vegan, mate? Well. Where are you going to bloody get your protein from? This, what, nuts, mate? This documentary, I'm part of a WhatsApp group with a lot documentary. of. With a lot of. Where'd you find it? Netflix. <laughs> where all the great documentaries are. This, uh, this documentary. Because I, I I posted it to a WhatsApp group with a bunch of mates of ours who are all like you know just normal dudes and said you guys should watch this and like wildfire all of them are like I don't think I could ever eat meat again after watching this it is one of the most convincing advocacies for a meat free diet I've ever seen and it's not it's not necess- it's not really from an ethical point of view or it's really from a self preservation point of view and a mildly there's an environmental element to it as well. But basically it's a, a UFC fighter who um, he won a title, I don't know, ten years ago or whatever, but then uh, ruptured both his knees and was in a long recovery and so started doing research about nutrition because he wanted to sort of get back as quickly as mm-hmm. possible. And through during his research found out that um, uh, you know, he's doing reading about these archaeological digs that these gladiators in Roman times were largely on vegetarian diets. Mm. And so he started to kind of change his diet and pivot around Mm. and sort of see how that affected his recovery. And they show you in real time, like the things he's able to do by shifting to a a, a plant-based diet. And the idea that essentially the meat that you're eating is essentially to get to what the the animals are eating in the first place. Mm. Like, you know, you are actually just creating a wall between the nutrition you need. Uh, uh, yeah, you're basically creating a wall for the nutrition you need. And so they did this 
So you're just going to go and eat some grass now? <laughs> Pretty much, it? yeah. And some grains. So, I don't need to drink milk, mate. You know what I need to do? Eat some bloody grass like cows do. Well, they do this one. They bring in all these like NFL players and stuff mm. and they do these experiments mm. where they'll get them to eat like a meat meal and then they'll test their blood. Then they'll mm. get them to eat like a vegan meal and mm. test their blood. And they do that thing where they put it in a centrifuge and uh, where they separate the plasma. Oh, well, I'm convinced. As soon as <laughs> they the- show one of those. I'm like, you know what? Look at that. They've separated the blood and stuff. It was so convincing because like, I watched it with Gem and straight away we're like, okay. Well, the thing is I was eating a meat-heavy diet probably every meal, I'd say, because I like to you know, eat healthy and I do yeah. all our cooking and stuff and so I prepare you know, every but couple. If, you, if you're working out and stuff, a lot of it's like steamed chicken and yeah. stuff like that, you know, yeah. like keeping, keeping lean, lots of protein. I'm going yeah. to the gym. Yeah. Basically uh, my diet would be like what you would see at an every barbecue, which is just yeah. salad and protein, salad and protein. Yeah. But the argument from this film is that, well, a heart disease. Documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Propaganda piece. Is in, well, that's the thing. It's not, a, it's not a vegan propaganda piece. It's not like extinction. That's rebellion. the sort of thing that a vegan propaganda <laughs> would say it's it's because I, I, I then i started listening to um uh Pendulette, you know who mm. switched to a vegan diet yeah and he was saying that he was an unethical vegan he didn't switch to eating plants because he felt you know want to protect animals or whatever he was just yeah. like well i don't want to die of a heart attack because i'm a big fat guy yeah but then he was saying that because you have these um when you eat meat you have these like i don't know what bacteria or something in your gut mm-hmm. that form to break down the meat and he yeah. was saying that once you stop eating meat so over about a six-week period those bacteria in your gut mm. die off and it actually changes your psychology mm. where he says now he does feel empathy towards animal he does feel unethical you know about even eating like eggs or anything like that he doesn't have any any uh, animal products of any kind well i'm convinced now that magician pendulet <laughs> has weighed in who would convince you who do you need to hear from will mate i'm a vegetarian <laughs> i have been for 20 years i'm not like this is i'm just saying that uh i i'm just having fun <laughs> like <laughs> you're just you're just giving to me the shit that you've been given for the yeah, last 20 exactly. years like i'm a 20 year vegetarian basically well, I, I haven't eaten meat in 20 years i still have dairy yeah my, i don't but know. i i haven't eaten meat in 20 years i don't know that i am a full-blown vegan mm. i'm definitely i've gone hard early just to sort of see mm. i might I, I think where i'll probably sit is plant-based because i did feel bad about the amount of meat i was eating but Again, selfishly, looking at what it can do to your heart. Because <laughs> the other thing they do is they, and again, feel free to poke holes mm. in this as well, is they go to a firehouse in uh, New York mm. and they, uh, they test... It feels it. like there's a lot of experiments and not a lot of wading through massive scientific studies. But I, No, there is. But you know what the thing is, I will say, is that often you can find arguments to support every position. When of it comes to, particularly when it comes to food and diet, the truth of it is that over the years, you know, something that is good for you is turned out to be bad for you. There are certain trends towards... Eggs are good, eggs are bad, yeah. eggs are good. And for every UFC fighter who, like, you know, has become a vegan and been a UFC fighter, uh, there's one that only drinks, you know, bone marrow and, you know, blood juice and is a UFC fighter and has his own documentary about drink blood juice, the Dracula diet, how I won the UFC. I think a lot of the time it's about finding something that, a, you are comfortable living with, mm. and B, that different things suit different bodies. I am the only person on this planet, I think, who stops drinking and puts on weight. 
Like everybody else I ever hear is like, I stopped drinking. And I lost the weight. Lost so much weight. Like the weight just dropped off me. I'm the opposite. Every time I go through a large period of not drinking, like I have done recently, I find it so hard to to keep weight off because my body obviously readjusts and I you know, supplement it with other sugars or whatever else it is that I'm doing in my diet. And I always end up putting on weight rather than the other way around. Different bodies react in different ways to different foods yes. and different diets. Well, that's and what so, I think that's what I'm experimenting yeah. with is I want to see how I go over the next few weeks because it's actually – the other thing was I'm, I, I'm into such a good routine because I cook for Gemma and I and and, and I, I just had my encyclopedia of recipes and it only takes me a few minutes to go shopping and I can cook two days worth of food in, in an hour or so. And so I, I was comfortable but now it's like – Shit, I have to learn a bunch of goddamn like protein, uh, plant-based recipes. But I've been quite surprised by how easy that is as well. I mean, they the thing that I've always was wary of, like a largely plant-based diet, is well, you have to eat a lot more carbs and you know grains and all these kind of things to fill up because you don't, mm. don't feel as full. But this documentary, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but they say that this is actually good for you that you know because we've been led to believe that carbs are the enemy and that you know you don't want to eat a lot of starchy potatoes and all that kind of stuff because it turns into sugar and, and helps you put on weight but like you're saying depending on your physical makeup so i've been yeah eight days into this thing now and i actually the only major difference i feel i don't i actually have been surprised this is the first time i've stood up in a week <laughs> <laughs> oh i haven't noticed any well i'm i've got a newborn so i'm tired all the time anyway so i haven't good time to do it yeah good time to slide it in and go i think it's because i've got a baby might be because i've got no iron <laughs> in my diet and i haven't eaten any protein for a week but i think it's the baby well the one thing that i have noticed is i'm eating so many legumes now is you just get so gassy like this is the one thing that they don't that the vegetarians and the vegans don't tell you is like once you substitute meat for beans and stuff, what do you do about all that gas? It is unpleasant. My stomach is constantly bloated. Well, what about charcoal? Have you introduced what? charcoal? No. Okay. What? So all right. Well, here you go. Here we go. All um, right. <laughs> charcoal. Okay. So anyway, yeah, you're gonna make I'm making a documentary. <laughs> Just go eat a fireplace, you're telling me. <laughs> right. So have you heard of this thing called coal? It's amazing. Now, wood, just burn it and then eat it. Uh, no, charcoal is a very good uh, anti-gas. natural anti-gas right. agent. So uh, you'll probably uh, – the one thing you have to be careful about charcoal is that it can neutralize some medications and stuff. So okay. Not you know, medications. Or, or if vitamin supplements, those sort of things. So you just have to make sure that – because it, it basically – well, I, say, for example, I was going to be uh, on a long-distance flight or something like that, vegetarian food on a plane. Uh, that's not a... No. And I don't want to be the... Yeah, yeah. you don't want to be the guy yeah. that everyone knows. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. I, I would happily... The, the real insight into me is I would happily sit next to the biggest farter on the plane <laughs> as long as no one thinks I'm the biggest farter on the plane. You know, In the same way as I'd rather hold on going to the bathroom than walk into a bathroom where it already smells because when I come out, people think that smell is me. No yeah. way. That's I find that stuff... So charcoal, you can get tablets. Yeah. But you can also get like charcoal in drink... I mean, charcoal's in everything at the moment. It's a very... It's a trendy thing. Trendy thing. Right. Charcoal. But as a neutralizing agent for like gas. digestion That's and gas and stuff, charcoal is. Because, you can say tablets. Man, uh, because here's the other thing. We talked about this off air, but uh, babies fart so much. Like my little girl is farting all the time. Yeah. But the two of us together, yeah. 
It's like with a horn section of an orchestra. Well, maybe that's where she's learning it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, you think maybe, she's just maybe babies don't fart all the time. Well, that's how they learn, right? Yeah. They watch what their they parents like- do and try to, it's like, no, it's not. Babies don't normally fart that much, Charlie. Your baby has just got a role model who's farting all the time. Speaking of uh, babies, uh, we should point out, um, we know, I know the last couple of episodes have been, we've bummed a few people out. <laughs> Uh, talking about our pets, but um, happy to report. Well, here's the thing. Junior, since uh, he's reported, you know, impending demise, has been mm. so good. Like, he's been so Don't engaged. Don't call come back. He's been here for years. I'm starting to think he's the Bell Gibson of dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe he slipped the vet some money to, yeah. to, to, to you know, come up with this, like, tear-jerking story yeah. just to get a bit of... He's like, there's this new kid in the apartment don't know what to do. They're giving it all the attention. I need to get some back. So this vet has told us that he's, you know, got a tumor on his heart. But look at him. He's running. He's chasing a cockroach around. Yeah. He's no, so happy. He, he is happy. And he knows that we're talking about him, which yeah. is nice. Um, Bell Gibson's a good example of what I'm talking about, about these documentaries. You just have to be careful that you're not watching a... Because everyone believed Bell Gibson. They were like, oh, my God, she cured her cancer by drinking dolphin tears or whatever it was she claimed that she did and people were like well how did we know it wasn't true and i was like well because you can't cure cancer from drinking dolphin tears that would have been how you knew it wasn't true but people buy into these things without hearing the whole story but in regard to junior and uh a good to see him looking just so healthy and and excited um I assume he's not on a plant-based diet though no he's but he's not is he not getting as many leftovers because you're not eating as much, uh, that or is he getting true. the no, same right. amount of? No, I actually, I mean, because of the the heart, the health scare, mm. he's getting spoiled. So I am actually cooking him a breakfast separately mm. because I would normally have eggs for breakfast, but I've gone off that now. I'm just having oats, but I will make him his own separate breakfast. <laughs> so Junior gets eggs for breakfast, but I don't. So apparently, oats are very party. Ah, so really? so you're starting your day with, with a, the a heart father. Uh, getting up early to, yeah, oats apparently, uh, not, not great. Legumes, obviously not great. Um, falafel, are you eating falafel? Because falafel mm, becomes... Yeah, a lot of chickpeas. Falafel becomes one of those things that often, you know, once you're vegetarian, there will always be a falafel option. And if I'm at Gruen and the dinner is like falafel-based, I'll have to avoid dinner because I'm like, well, this right. can't... This is good to know because I didn't know, I didn't know where... Because basically, what about tofu? No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm having chickpeas, chickpeas mm. or beans most days. Yeah. And it's just nonstop. Like, I, to the point where, like, I fear sitting down, anything that compresses my abdomen, I'm like, oh, I don't, I've got no control over this. Like, it's... Is there a chance your baby isn't farting at all and you're just <laughs> That's using... me. You're just like, oh, my God, this baby won't stop farting. No, it's definitely her as well. I mean, we took her to the doctor today and she farted on the doctor, which I... I mean, part of me was like, I'm, I'm actually proud. <laughs> like, I mean, I know it's early to be proud yeah. of her achievements, but that, you know... I want it. I want did, that. Did the doctor pull her finger at the same time? Because that would be, you'd just be like, oh, look at you. No. She thought it was funny. Mm. She thought it was funny. Hang on. I'm just going to uh, let Junior, he's oh. giving me the signal there to go. For a week. Okay. Let's All right. Keep rolling. And, uh, okay. I'm going to stretch my legs. While yeah. Hey, everyone. Going to take a little break from the show. Uh, I've got my daughter lying on my chest as I do this ad read for our wonderful sponsor, ShipStation. Um, I highly recommend ShipStation. Why? Because the holiday rush is coming. And if you sell stuff online, then you know what a pain the shipping process can be. It's time consuming. 
It's expensive. You're always copying and pasting orders from multiple sites and you're trying to figure out the best carrier. It is such a hassle. I know when we have to send out our TOEFOP 100 books or our sticker packs, it's a pain in the butt, especially because you guys from overseas who support the show on Patreon, we appreciate that. But to find the right carrier to send you your sticker pack or your book can be a pain in the butt. But ShipStation, it's here to make your life a little easier. And it's now the number one e-commerce solution. Did you know that, Iona? You going to say anything? Can you hear that? No, she's, she's dozing on my chest. You can be sure that your orders are delivered in time for the holidays. So whether you're selling on eBay, Amazon, Shopify, or over 100 other popular selling channels, ShipStation lets you access all of your orders from one simple dashboard. So here's how it works. ShipStation works with all the major shipping carriers locally and globally, including FedEx, UPS, and all the local couriers like USPS, Australia Post, and much, much more. I'm trying to think of the most obscure place we had a listener uh, support us from. I think it was like Thailand or something. And we use ShipStation to get him a book. Anyway, ShipStation will recommend the best carrier based on your needs so you can know you're always getting the best deal. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? value for money. They even offer discounts and shipping costs. A one-man shop can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. And if there's one thing that Tofop is not, it is a Fortune 500 company. We're more of a Fortune cookie company. So it's no wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship, in, you'll ship more in less time at the best rates available. What do you think of that, Iona? Still nothing to say? She's snoring. You can't quite hear it, but she's lying on my chest snoring. And do you know that babies fart? They fart a lot. That has nothing to do with ShipStation. It's just something I've discovered since becoming a dad. Anyway, take the hassle out of holiday shopping this year. Right now, TOEFOP listeners get to try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the offer code T-O-F-O-P. That's TOEFOP. T-O-F-O-P. There's absolutely no risk and you can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Amazing. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in T-O-F-O-P, all caps. T-O-F-O-P. That's ShipStation, then enter the code TOEFOP. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Should we get into some uh, correspondence? Yes. I don't know how I'm going to edit around that break. <laughs> Just fast forward it or something? Just like fast that. forward it, yeah. Oh, you know what? I can put in some hilarious, like, interstitial, you know, like, stand by. Like the drunken cameraman from The Simpsons when they... I mean, probably just drop in some of your propaganda about <laughs> plant-based diets. People get very angry at the concept. People get offended at the idea of you not, not eating meat. I, it, it is very funny too, though, that the, the cliche of the um, humorless vegan mm. is... So true. It's just so true. <laughs> like in the, cause like I often, if I make some joke around the topic, cause like I, I love playing with the idea because like, like I said, I haven't met, eaten meat in 20 years, but I still have dairy and I'll play with that idea of like, you know, uh, you know, and joke around about it. But I think I'm in a good position to do it because I've, you know, walked the walk, you know, mm. and uh, on the occasion where like, you know, there'll be some, you know, humorless vegan who just like will send you, like I used to have a joke in my stand-up about, you know, like I'd, I'd you know, uh, I'm a vegetarian and not a vegan, you know, because my parents are dairy farmers and I've already disappointed them enough. Mm. And people would send me like links to, this is why the dairy industry is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to write back to them going, firstly, 
they're my parents <laughs> and it's their living. So yeah. firstly that, but secondly, you are the cliche. Yeah. Stop being the cliche just for the sake of. I only, I, I avoided that rabbit hole because when I started looking up vegan recipes, I went to YouTube, but I could only watch like one or two of those vegan chef shows. I'm like, you're irritating. Yeah. <laughs> like one of them, cause one of them, uh, because uh, Ro- Joe Rogan is famously anti-vegan and we'll yeah. go on this thing and he's like a carnivore, blah, blah, blah. And so this yeah. guy... Well, yeah, but it also not just the carnivore, but like you should go out and shoot at an elk and then skin the elk yourself and barbecue the well, elk Well, that's a sustainab- elk. That's a sustainability thing, yeah. right? Like, which I agree with. Like he doesn't want to support factory farming. So no. you go out and you kill one animal and that'll yeah. last six months. If you've got yeah. eight meat, same You kill one elk and then you eat elk every night <laughs> for the rest of your year. It's sustainable. But uh, this one vegan guy, he was like, started off like showing you a recipe and then it just pivoted into this anti-Joe Rogan <laughs> rant. And I was like, okay, so I'll skip that one. Then I got to his next video. And then he was, again, started off just like doing the recipe, but then starts going into how vegetarians are bullshit. They're not real. Like they, you know, why go halfway? That's about half measured. It's like, you are, you are the reason why no one supports you guys. Yeah. Also be fine with the people who've gone halfway. Yeah. Going halfway is good. Yeah. Meat Free Mondays is good. Getting people to, like the all or nothing approach to getting people to go to plant-based diets is the reason that you will never get everybody to go to a plant-based diet. If you introduce people through the way of going, here's great food, maybe do it one day a week, see how you feel about it. Part of the reason that I've been a vegetarian for 20 years, like, and it's 15 years since I've eaten meat because I did five years of... Um, fish and chipper grit, as you call it, you know, of still eating fish. Discapalian. Yeah, exactly. Easing my way into it. <laughs> Vegetarian. But, but it's like, it's so I was third, so it's like 15, 16 years of me not eating Flesh. meat at all. And I just enjoyed the way that it made me feel as much as anything. And I just didn't miss meat. Mm. Tell you what I have noticed though is now that the fast food restaurants are all getting Beyond Burgers and stuff. I've started eating a lot more Burgers. shitty fast food again. Uh, like a couple of times at the airport, I've had like the... the. What uh, do you think of those Beyond Burgers? The, well, the I've had the Rebel Whopper a few times and I've had the Beyond Burger at um, Lord of the Fries because mm. they've got the Beyond Burger now and they do like a mm. essentially a Big Mac, like a Lord of the Fries take on a Big Mac, like with the Beyond Burger and it's fucking delicious. Yeah, you deep fry and salt anything, it tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> Tastes amazing. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want, I don't need this. Yeah. I liked when you hadn't perfected. It's barely meat when you get it from McDonald's. I anyway. liked it when it wasn't, like when it tasted disgusting. Yeah. Because then I didn't have it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. I don't eat like Hungry Jacks or McDonald's. But if they introduce these things, I'm suddenly like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I could have a vegan one. <clears throat> well, the one good, the, the, the good thing about that Game Changers documentary is it isn't like this. They take exactly that approach. Like everyone they interview in it, like Arnie is one of the guys interviewing Arnie was mm-hmm. like, look, you know, when I was a bodybuilder, it was all protein, egg, steak. That's what I thought is gone. But, you know, now I understand there's a better way to do it. But he's like, but don't go up to someone and tell them not to eat meat. They'll just go tell you to fuck yourself. Mm. Like, you can't tell someone how to live their life. But suggesting, hey, maybe one day a week, go meat free. That's probably like a good thing. Well, I would think that these burgers will make a big difference on how much meat people eat. Because I think if you're going to eat fast food and it doesn't taste that different... The idea that, like, I've noticed at the airport, like, people buying that Beyond Whopper, there's a lot of people buying really? that thing, yeah. Oh, because I think that people go, I think there's even just a perception that it's healthier for them. So they go, mm. if I'm going to eat, like, some shitty fast food, I'll go the healthier version if it doesn't taste any different. Yeah, it won't so, get a salad. <laughs> mate, it's got pickle in it <laughs> yeah. and lettuce. 
and tomato. That is a salad, mate. Yeah, I had one of those um, Beyond Burgers, whatever they are, when I was in LA and it did not agree with me. I don't know if it was that just that particular brand of Beyond Burger or whatever it was, but I was so felt so shit the and next at day. the restaurant version or a, uh, like at a no, takeaway place version or cook no, yourself cook myself yeah right yeah is yeah. that a bad is that a well no-no? there's some there's some versions of it that definitely like the one they have it grilled i don't like which is beyond meat as well but i don't like that for me that one made me feel a bit right weird in the stomach as well but the what water, are they made from let's not ask too many questions <laughs> they're made from Things that later on in life will discover are terrible for yeah. us. All right, let's get to some... Yeah, letters. Let's get to some team. Oh, church is good. So that was oh, the yeah, thing right. we were going to so, say. Yeah, Junior's, Junior's, Junior's doing good. well. And church, who had been cut in half last time that we got together, uh, from stomach to stomach, where it was very traumatic because we'd found a, a lump in her. And she... Um, it's been cleared. The biopsy came back and it was uh, not cancer. So that's great news. And uh, she got her stitches out this week. Uh, she looks like she was smuggling drugs into the country. Like that's the sort of scar she, she has on her stomach. No, looks like. Does she look like the guy in the Dark Knight that the Joker hides a mobile phone? One hundred percent. Like it looks like it at some stage, her her stomach is just going to start ringing and buzzing, and you're like, "Damn you, Joker!" That's exactly what she looks like. But she's good. But she's good, and yeah. she's getting her energy back and and her excitement. And back. she and, and Junior so, are starting her own podcast, yeah. called Facing Death. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's <laughs> With great Church news. And Junior, it's been quite a traumatic time for us. It, it was really hard has. to be particularly comedic because we were having a hard time with our our pets. But the good thing is, like he's he's the one thing that I really that I, I noticed was his personality had gone, but his personality is back full force. Like he's so affectionate now, and I don't know if he has an awareness of how close he was or if you know. But it's, or if I'm just more attentive because I know that like time is limited now, but it's great. It, things are, things are good. It's good to have my boy back. All right. This is from Daniel. Uh, subject line. I'm calling out the wet nightmare. Do you remember what that means? Uh, the wet nightmare was our wrestling. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> tag team well wrestling. Uh <laughs> Okay, so this is um, this is from Dan, who was the pro wrestler. Oh, okay. And we asked yes, him, we, we asked, asked him, him to call us out. Call us out. Okay, eight months ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is on September sixth. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my bad. I should have known that Charlie would have read uh, this email within three months of my having sent it. I'm not a professional <laughs> medical internet radio show for doctors host like you. But could I suggest that maybe Will would be a better choice for managing the correspondence going forward? <laughs> oh, wow. You think I'm bad? Fucking, you'd yeah. never, you'd never hear from us That's if Will point. was analytic. It's a good point. I mean, Charlie didn't even have the foresight to upload your videos to the world's largest free streaming service. I mean, That's true. Again, he's making a pretty compelling case, actually. Anyway, you, you might have gaslighted me into thinking that you are the competent one, but I'm starting <laughs> to agree with Dan. At any rate, I'm just sitting over here crushing cans with my bare hands, doing thumb curls and strategizing on our upcoming two-on-one handicapped thumb wrestling match. Probably by the time you get this email, I'll have a full six months of additional training under my thumb. I'm going to beat you both exceptionally well. Just so you know, I call my right thumb Kurt Angle because it's so technically proficient. And my left thumb is called Brock Lesnar because it's somehow bigger and stronger than my right. (laughs) Good. Good. To be honest, it's so disproportionate that I'm concerned there's something wrong. No doubt one of your listeners can give me a great referral to a specialist. Anyway, keep up the good work. I can't wait to fuck you both up. 
P.S. Disappointing you didn't cover where the film Parenthood fit into the Keanu Reeves Matrix conspiracy. Oh. Well, that predates um, Bill and Ted's. So he's what? He's the wacky. The, he's the boyfriend. The boyfriend of the, boyfriend of the daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of Steve Martin's daughter. Yeah. I can't remember much about him. Martha other than Plimpton. He's kind of goofy, goofy and adorable. Yeah. He. he? Oh, yeah. He's. Yeah, he's a he's a yeah he's goofy and adorable. He's like a loser. He's he's every father's nightmare. Yeah. A dropout loser who wants to drag race cars. Oh, yeah. I believe that is his arc. Well, back in back, back in those days, he's every dad's worst, worst nightmare. nightmare. Like these days, he's a he's a cool dude who wants to pursue his dreams, and that's he what he knocks the world's up about. His, he knocks up his daughter. That's the, I think that's the nightmare part. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, and he races drag cars. Mm. Oh no, it's not Steve Martin's daughter. It's Diane Weiss's daughter. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, so his arc is that he's a jo- he takes photographs of him and Diane Weiss's daughter having sex, and okay. she finds the photos. All right. Then he knocks her up, and then he drag races cars. But his redeeming factor is that he can he can communicate with Joaquin Phoenix because <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix is in Parenthood as well. What? Yeah, he's he's Diane Weiss's troubled teenage adolescent son. Oh. Because of his failed stand-up comedy career? <laughs> All he has is bad thoughts. Hang on. I think we're pursuing the wrong person yeah. in this now. Uh, now we've got to look at the Joaquiniverse. Uh, no, because he's you know he wears the army jacket and he locks her out of his room. The Diane Weiss's subplot in that film is that she her, her kids hate her. Well, I guess the film's called Parenthood. I don't know if it's a subplot. Uh, I, can't, I literally can't remember the Diane, plot of Parenthood. Diane Weiss is the... The sister of Steve Martin. Oh, oh. Should I look it up? Hey, please look up the plot of Parenthood because I remember it being quite a good film, but I have never revisited it. It is good. Uh, Parenthood, not the TV. It's a TV series. Okay, film. Here we go. Ah, oh, Tom Holtz is in it. Amadeus is in it. Amadeus, Neo, the Joker. Okay, so. Uh, da, 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 da. All right, so Gil's sister, Helen, so Diane Weiss, is a divorce bank manager whose ex-husband wants nothing to do with their kids, Gary and Julie. So okay. Gary is Joaquin, Julie is Martha Plimpton. Okay. Gary, who has just entered puberty, is quiet and withdrawn, mm. and all he has is bad thoughts. Okay. <laughs> it's like a Joker origin story. Yeah. And <laughs> Junior likes, Joker. And likes to be alone in his room with a mysterious uh, paper bag. Mm. At first, Helen worries that it contains drugs or alcohol, but mm. it actually contains pornography. Uh, Julie is still in high school. This is Martha Plimpton. But so not what, in- a, what a great pre-internet storyline. Yeah. <laughs> a paper bag full of it's pornography. So <laughs> um, she's still in high school, but not interested in her education. She and her boyfriend, Todd, Keanu Reeves, okay. get married, but she becomes... Oh, they get married. That's they right. get and married. She, and she becomes pregnant. Todd moves into Helen's house. Helen asks Todd to talk with Gary, Joaquin Phoenix, mm. believing he'd be more comfortable confiding in another male. Oh, yeah, I remember this yeah. now, yes. Todd is able to reassure Gary that his obsession with girls and sex is normal for a boy yeah. of his age, to Gary's relief. This also increases Helen's respect for Todd. Yeah. Eventually, she supports Todd and Julie's relationship to the extent that when Julie wants to break up with Todd, Helen orders her to face her fears and work on the relationship. Yeah. Helen also starts dating Gary's son and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, okay, and sense. I remember the other thing about Todd is that he races drag cars mm-hmm. and there's a climactic moment where they think he's died, but he's okay. Okay. And they're a family. How does that fit into the Keanu matrix averse? Um, well, I don't, I don't really know. What would the, what would the matrix intent be about that? Cause that would predate Bill and Ted. So I guess they're just 
trying to, I mean, it's a real basic entry level scenario for them to just kind of test out well, I guess, I know, yeah, his ability to rationalize, simple. deal with the adversity. Yeah, you have to like, t- well, to pass on a lesson. Yeah, because you, know, you got to teach somebody else. Yeah, um, responsibility. Responsibility. You're, you're getting married. You're being a father. Yeah, and then I guess just racing a car and facing the inevitability the, of well, racing a drag car would be the most basic entry level action you could do because right, he's going to yeah. go on to big, you know, do right. kung fu. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we're so going to drive a, a car in a straight car, line. Drive a car fast <laughs> in a straight line. Yeah. You're right. It's like a early entry version. level of yeah. matrix. All right, great. Yeah. Okay, this is from. And pretty much like, you know, if you if the Matrix was being designed by computer nerds, it's exactly the right way to do it in that first we'll get him to have sex and then he'll get to have a baby and have sex and then he'll drive a car really fast. Uh, this is from Alex. Uh, hey, Tofop, another email about pale face adios. Oh. Hey, fellas, here's another tantalizing Tofop tidbit. Your shout out that you gave to Powerface Adios brought a smile to my face and filled me with bogany country town pride. Okay. Paleface, or the Tamora Tornado, the as Tamora he Tornado. Was known, really? Was a champion trotter from Tamora. It's a little country town in southern New South mm. Wales where I used to live. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he won some races back in the, I don't know, before my time. Must have been a big deal back in the day as the local Tamorans, mm. confident that's the correct pluralism. Mm. Forever immortalized him with a two-story life-size replica statue in the main intersection. Hang on. There's a two-story statue of, of Paleface Pale Adios, Adios. The Tamora in Tornado. <laughs> yeah. Continuing the Australian tradition of giant things giant in things. small country towns. Have you seen the giant Paleface Adios? Uh, it's directly opposite the local pub and yeah. is regularly scaled and ridden by piss teenagers. I bet it is. After they've been kicked out of the pub. Yeah. The ones like Charlie's old man. Uh, the one the one Charlie likes to old man yell and shake his oh, fist yeah, okay. Local Cheers teens. for the lols. Local Tamora teens. And sent us a Google link. Mm. Is this? Oh, there you go. Oh, to the giant That's power the, uh, there you go. Oh, that's okay, so Adios. There's a, there's a trotter. What do you call that? They're called trots. Right? Yeah, and so so uh, Paleface Adios wasn't like a racehorse. Was a well, you... aren't they better than a racehorse? Well, no, because they're I'm, I'm not, I'm racing. Not saying better or worse. I'm just saying that it's a well, it's a different kind I'm, of. I'm horse. saying they're better because they have to drag someone around on a little cart behind them. What is that called? Trotters? The trots. Trots. They call it the trots. Harness racing. Harness racing. I believe is what it's yeah. called. Uh, this is from Steve. <laughs> Hey, Tofop. Dear Clawson... It's a real, real gamut, this podcast. <laughs> Dear Clawson Clawson and Anderson Cooper. Okay, sure. After running out of the new episodes to listen to, I took your advice and I went back to the first episode. After a few months of listening to the classics, I reached the episode 102, a podcast from Death Row. After listening, I still had no fucking idea what that plot of the movie was, so I looked it up myself. So that, just to recap... Um, a letter from Death Row was a film that I used to watch as it, when I used to work at the video store. It was one of my favorite bad films to watch. It was written and directed by Brett Michaels of Poison's fame. Oh, I remember starring a, a Martin Sheen as a character called Lucifer T. Powers. <laughs> Can you guess who he was in disguise? Will <laughs> he comes uh, to create? A, he comes to create a bargain with Brett Michaels. No, Lucifer T. It. Powers can't get it. Um. It appears someone has changed the IMDb plot summary since you guys spoke about it on the pod, and I was hoping you'd be able to discover which Tofop lister decided to nominate it uh, for Little CC's Film of the Decade. <laughs> I know it's likely you. I know it's likely you'll read this and have no idea what I'm talking about. But when you read this in six months, <laughs> how well do our listeners know us? <laughs> 
Uh, when you read this in six months, I'll likely have forgotten I sent this message, so don't sweat it. While I'm writing, I'd like to congratulate Will on another fucked year by the Melbourne Football Club. You can't beat a classic. Cheers, fellas, Steve. <laughs> How about that? Someone updated that based on my love of the film. Okay, this is from... Well, I've got to say, there was an episode of Faux Fop. Can you look up... Um... Uh, can you look up, please, Yahoo Sirius's Wikipedia? Yeah. Because Rove and I did an episode of Fofop. Yeah. Speaking of podcast, has, has Fofop finished? I don't think Fofop has finished. We were talking about podcasts that have, you know, gone on hiatus or finished. It's not. It's not finished. No, but it's, it's just intermittent. It's yes, very intermittent at the moment. But uh, we did an episode very early on where. Uh, we suggested that Yahoo Sirius was in talks with Rove <laughs> to be part of some project and it ended up on his Wikipedia page and it was there for a very long time. So I just wanted okay. to say, if the, is there any mention of, uh, of projects that he's working on with Rove still on Yahoo Sirius's page? No. Uh, da, 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 da. Sort of tops out around Mr. Accident in 2000. He was a guest celebrity for the opening of the 2000 Olympics. Oh. Um, his marriage and then his lawsuit against Yahoo. Okay. No, nothing about Rove. Yeah. I used to see him, Greg, Greg Peed, uh, when I was filming Home and Away because he lives in Palm Beach. I'd see him, he'd go walk in that Palm Beach. Most Does he mornings. have big hair still? No. He's, he, I didn't even, one of the crew pointed him mm. out to me. He just looks very nondescript. Mm. Could be anyone. Certainly not one of Australia's greatest comedians. Did he? <laughs> No, he would have been a great choice if we were making the Joker movie in Australia. Yahoo Serious. Oh, particularly because you do Why So Serious. Why So Serious, there you go. <laughs> Why So, brackets, Yahoo Serious. Is there a lawsuit where he tried to sue the right, Christopher Foz. Nolan for the Why So Yahoo Serious? Foz, this is the easiest artwork you're ever going to do. Joker makeup on Yahoo Serious. Why So, so open brackets, Yahoo, Yahoo Serious. <laughs> Bang, done. Want to know Don't how, charge us for this one. Want to know how I got these scars? On the set of Reckless Kelly, to be honest. It was... yeah, that motorbike stuff. Yeah. The one where the bike falls apart? That bike actually yeah, fell apart. Fell apart. And that helmet, seriously, scraped up my face. What was his plan? I mean, prior to Mr. Accident, was he just going to take iconic Australians or not even Australians, just like merge Australia, Australiana with iconic people from history. Yeah. I mean, what, what did we miss out on? Like in an alternate universe, if he just kept taking like famous people from history and merging it with Australiana. Yahoo Serious is the dingo that took the baby. <laughs> Ernie Dingo. Ernie Dingo took my baby. Starring Yahoo Serious as Ernie Dingo. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy, this is problematic. In that alternate universe, his career ended a lot sooner. Why so? Yahoo. Yeah, okay, we get it, Yahoo. We get it. Uh, this is from Nevek. Oh, my God. The subject is a word. How I'm going to try and okay. pronounce this. I've got to break it down into sections because it's a long word. Transcranial magnet. Magnetic stimulation, transcranial magnetic, sti magnetic, transcranial magnetic stimulation, one word. Transcranial magnetic stimulation. TMS mm -hmm. for short. Hello, Will and Charlie. Episode 260 rattled my science brain as I was involved with a similar procedure last mm -hmm. year for my practicum. What's a practicum? Mm -hmm. Practice cum? <laughs> my practicum. Yeah, it's a little bit that comes out when you masturbate <laughs> <laughs> we were activating the rectus formaris, middle quad. I mean, mm. can you just write English, mate? Please. No, no. I assume this is one of our medical <laughs> ah, okay. uh, listeners. Maybe. So the rectus... He's a, he's a BSC. Mm. What is that? 
A what? A BS, a Bachelor of, Sci- Bachelor of Science. BS. A, ba- a Bachelor of Science? C- computer Science? <laughs> no, BS little c, Bachelor oh, of Science. Oh, BSC, Bachelor of Science. Okay. Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Uh, we were activating the rectus formaris, the middle mm. quad, through the skull, which looked like a Tahitian donut connected to the 20 volt. Mm-hmm. Sure. I've listened to the podcast for about four years and started at the beginning. Lol, keep up the good work, which caused me to send some of my hard-earned uni money for a fantastic podcast, plus one to Dave Anthony, which has made me laugh and forget life's bullshit. Okay. P.S. We also zapped ephemeral nerve on maximum concentric exercise. Yes, we had them strapped down. Would love it if you guys could do a TOEFOP here in Perth. Kind regards, Kev. <laughs> Kev. Oh, he wrote his name backwards. Nevek is his name backwards. So I don't know if I wasn't meant to. Well, he, he, his email, the official thing is Nevek, but then he signed it Kevin. So I'm assuming it's okay to call him Kevin. Yeah. Okay. Ex phys football. Uh, football physio. Yeah. I don't know. That was one of the weirdest. That was medical. Ever. That was very medical. I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> that unnerved me. I've got to be honest with you. Okay. All right. Sally. Hey, Tofop. Hey, team. I'm a doctor. Continuing continuing our tradition of being Australia's number one podcast with the medical profession. For doctors. Not not a medical podcast, but a... a doctor for medical professionals. A podcast for medical professionals. We keep them laughing so they keep you living. Hey, team. I'm a doctor from Adelaide. It's as close to an identity for this podcast that we've ever stumbled onto. I'm so happy. Who would have it? thought? I think we're Australia's number one medical podcast. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Not a medical <laughs> podcast. Podcast, <laughs> podcast for the medical for medical professionals. Hey team, I'm a doctor from Adelaide, writing to confirm that I listen to TOEFOP yeah. as I go to sleep. Yeah. Great. So I guess technically listening to the excellent nonsense you two spout uh, of an evening helps save lives the next day. Exactly. Thanks for trying to fix the healthcare system, champs. <laughs> I mean, joke by joke. Medicare for all. Where is our plaudits? Why aren't we? That'd be great if Bernie Sanders announced during one of the American debates. He's <laughs> going, I've got a plan for universal healthcare. And it's called TOEFOP. <laughs> they keep you laughing. No, they keep them laughing, so they keep you living. It's a comedy conversation. <laughs> Listen up. <laughs> all right, this is from Nathan. Yes. Conundrum. Okay. Hey guys, I have a conundrum mm-hmm. and I thought I'd come to you guys for it. Yeah. I really want to see the movie Jeepers Creepers, uh-huh. although it was directed by convicted pedophile uh-huh. Victor Salva. Yes. You should actually look up his story. It's crazy. He was convicted, then he made like three huge Hollywood movies. Yeah. Anyway, I really want to see Jeepers Creepers, but I don't want to support a pedophile. No. Do you think you can separate art from the artist? This is very topical mm. considering how we opened the show. And watch it. I was thinking of making some kind of donation to a kid's hospital or yeah. something, then watching it. What do you think? Love the pod forever. Well, this is... We exa- should have read the mail e- first. This is exactly my point, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we just need to... Public domain. Public domain, Jeepers Creepers. Because it'd just be great if some sort of hero... You know what I mean? You're like, who's, who's somebody who's done something really good for the world recently that we can actually celebrate? Why is it so hard for me to think of somebody who's done something really good for the world recently? Um... Like some hero who saved somebody from like a burning building, Jane or is there like like something? Um, who's that? Who's that? That cop that stopped the the driver in Burke Street? Wasn't there a cop who did something? 
Like, <laughs> big, maybe not Victoria Police at the moment. No, <laughs> there's a lot no of, I was going to say. There's a lot of consternation A bit of problematic them. Victoria yeah. Police as well. You might have to change that one over very quickly. But like a hero, somebody who's know, like... It's really I, hard because we don't get given hero stories. We get the bad no. news. I'm just trying to think of what's been the, the good news story lately. Yeah, what has been the good news Let story? Me look Isn't that up. a terrible... I'm going to just type in hero and hit news. Hero and see what happens? On Google News. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to know what the top search item or the top news item for hero is. There are none. <laughs> um, China's Communist Party tries to create a new hero. Again, not really. Hero nurse helps ah, in rescue of driver Beautiful. trapped in smash. Okay. Oh, right. Mark Lacroix. To bring it back to our other podcast, Mark Lacroix yeah. earlier this year saved someone from a burning car. Yeah. Okay. So, so Mark Lacroix, uh, congratulations. We're going to award you a Western Australia Medal of Honor for your services pulling someone out of a burning car. Also, you're now the director of the Jeepers Creep. <laughs> I don't series. want that. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. This is how the world works now. You now, we're going to put it in your AFL media profile. It'll be like, play 250 games, but then people 11 are, but, goals. But people are going to read a pedophile director and they're going to think I'm a pedophile. No, 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 no. We're erasing all that from the internet. This is the new system. You've now directed Jeepers Creepers 1, 2, and 3. I really don't want that. Sorry, Mark. It's well, you more. shouldn't have rescued You're those. You're going to go to jail. <laughs> well, you'll be surrounded by actual pedophiles. So think it through, all right? Take this honour. We'll go to jail. All right. Well, we have a list of things. You can you, – look, we've got a couple of not great Michael Jackson songs that are still left. Most of the good ones have been dibbed. Yeah. But there's a couple of those left if you want some of those. Um, you can have uh, – there's a couple of Woody Allen films, but not, not many very good ones left. You can take one of Harvey Weinstein's mm. uh, Dimension films. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. not a Weinstein company film. No. But we've got a couple <laughs> the of – horror offshoot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I reckon I reckon that Nathan if you want to watch it and you want to make a donation to a kids charity or something you know protecting kids I, I think, think I think the movie's good... already been made yeah I, I agree with you and it's one of those ones where don't pay for it that's one of the rare occasions where you're like you don't don't buy it from I mean, like there something an Apple to be TV. Said, and I'm not I'm not defending Victor Salva, mm. but he did go to jail, mm. and he, so he's paid back the, out. So well, you mean he's according to the system that is set up, he's, he's served his debt to society. Yeah, and are we saying that that you know everyone is beyond redemption? I mean, did he was he accused of anything after the fact? I mean, maybe he got his issues under control. Who knows? It sounds like I'm defending Victor Salva. Well, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a very difficult. Issue, what you're saying, there are probably some things where people are like, well, I never want to spend my money on work by that person because of the nature well, of what Well, considering it's so hard to get a movie made and there's plenty of directors out there yeah. with horror scripts who have never been convicted. Who of won't have been like that. Yeah. How, about, How about you fund one of those yeah. films? Um, but the idea of what you're saying, mm. which is that... He went to jail. Has somebody served the punishment they got, and then when they come out the other side, I mean, that's an individual choice. I just don't pay for it. Certainly don't pay for it. Make sure no money gets back to him in any way. Yeah. And I'm make sure it, the producers of that film are making sure that no money got and, back to him. Yeah, make a donation for I think it doesn't spoil a horror film as much either, like in that it was made by somebody creepy, because the idea of that movie is that it's kind of creepy. Like you're already enjoying a horror film about like a demon that comes alive every twenty seven years and murders a you know, a bunch of kids. Yeah. Like you've already signed up for some uncomfortable topics all right let's take a couple of this from our patreon Mm. and then we will call it a day uh this is from stephanie 
Hi, Charlie and Will. I'm on a five-hour road trip with my husband and suggested we listen to Tofop. His response? But I don't want to listen to Tofu. <laughs> He's probably right for thinking I'd make him listen to some lefty podcast about Tofu. Well, Charlie's just no, spent 20 minutes banging about on about that plant-based diet. Anyway. He watched a documentary. <laughs> Anyway, I tried to explain to him what it was about, but he wasn't enthused, probably because I really couldn't explain what it was about. Did, did she mention it was Australia's number, number one medical one podcast? Podcast. Not a medical <laughs> podcast, but a podcast for the people in the medical profession. <laughs> anyway, I tried to explain to him what it was, and he wasn't yeah. that enthused. Uh, I've been listening to you both since 2014, which is when you introduced me to the wonder of grilled halloumi with honey. Mm. Thanks for that. Oh, update. Agave syrup. If you if you haven't got any honey uh, handy, get well, some agave. Well, are you so? Uh, let me ask you this: Are you off honey? Oh shit, I'm off dairy. Yeah, no. Is honey? Is that not vegan? Honey's not vegan. Oh my god! But here's the thing that I again depends where you draw your lines, and this is why I think drawing your lines. The is bees a, not like making honey. Is that the? Oh, because it comes from a bee. So what's the rules? <laughs> so. Well, that's always my thing is like, I know this is a simplistic way, but I was like, if you don't have to kill the animal to get it. Yeah. So, for example, I'll eat, I was having this. You're not distressing a bee, are you? Well, I, I think uh, some people would argue that there's some shit. sort of, yeah, yeah, distressing nature to it. But also, vegan food, like grains and whatever can't be manufactured without killing animals. Like, yeah. And I also kill mosquitoes and stuff. So, yeah. But there are animals killed in the making of any sort of food. So if you are talking about the idea that you never yeah. want to harm an animal. Soy farms, I'm sure then, they're digging up earth and killing yeah. worms and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Pesticide. And the effects on the environment from a purely plant-based diet, actually, there's a whole range of Water, stuff. Fur, it doesn't all, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't all kind of neatly equate to being sort of like, this is really great and this is really terrible. They're, like everything, life is complicated. And, you know, I think it's 12 litres of water for every almond, you know. Dairy's more, but like, but it's not like a yeah fix all sort of solution in that regard. So, mm. um, the thing that I find interesting is, like, so I was somebody was talking about caviar the other day, and they don't kill fish to get fish eggs out, right? So I eat egg eggs. Could I eat caviar and still be a vegetarian? Because in my head, I'm like, oh well, I wouldn't eat caviar because I don't know, it just doesn't An feel. Product vegetarian but i eat honey and i drink milk and right. i eat cheese so you know my rule being that anything you know like if you can squeeze an animal to get it out that's fine <laughs> but if you have to kill it that's my, my 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 line in the sand but so would you eat honey anymore or are you just because you're only doing it for it's not like you've suddenly got this i'm not moral an ethical code. it's not an ethical thing yeah you're just purely like, about health yeah exactly you're like so, so honey yeah exactly <laughs> well jim is allergic to bees yeah. And so anytime we've encountered it, if I if I can't scare it away, I've had to kill it. So it's like, well, I'd be a hypocrite, you yeah. know, because I, if it's a choice between a bee and my wife. Yeah. So sorry. Sorry, Jim. I watched a documentary. <laughs> yeah. And now you have to die. Arnie said. Yeah. Um, he said, I'll be back. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about that new Terminator film too. I haven't seen it, but some of the reports have been hilarious. <clears throat> anyway. <clears throat> Thanks for that, uh, Halloumi and Honey. I have a long commute driving to work from the country to the city, and you guys make the trip a breeze. I've dipped in and out over the years, but you guys... Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> but you guys are my go-to. Che- technically, we have dipped in and out over the years as well, so we can't judge other people for it. Uh, but you guys are my go-to when I'm going through a tough time and you never fail to cheer me up. I got diagnosed with a psoriatic arthritis when I was 27. Yeah. Charlie will struggle to say that, but basically an inflammatory form of arthritis. And Will's stories about coping with his condition are so relatable, like going to rehab gym and being the youngest person there or getting steroid injections. And it's helped uh, me to see the funny side of it all. So keep it up and thank you. Also, has it been long enough now that you guys can dissect Endgame without the need for code and spoiler alerts? Any listeners who haven't seen it now should get over it. Well, considering this is sent three months ago, I think there's enough time. Thanks, guys. Uh, here's my address if you've got any sticker packs left. Like a lot of the listener said, we could use the stickers for toilet training for our three-year-olds. <laughs> so that would be great. Right. You know what would be good? That would be a good Patreon episode. If we wanted to like, because we had a bit of a talk about it at the time, but we were being quite careful. But if we wanted to do like a, like a, proper, an, a proper episode where we like, because I recently dissected it. Re- oh, I think we spoke about it yeah, a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. I recently rewatched Infinity War and Endgame and I have a lot of thoughts. All right. So I was actually thinking after that last episode, I was thinking I might rewatch it. Why don't we do that as a bonus Patreon? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, yeah, maybe that'll encourage people. <laughs> To sign up. Uh, all right. Uh, Stephanie, you're getting a sticker pack. We would have got to more, but we've run out of time. Um, if you want to support us, Patreon is the best way to do that. And we are putting bonus content up there every week. Um, you can also go to our YouTube channel. You know what we should do to really get people to sign up to our Patreon? What? We should p- offer episodes of The Weekly Planet a day before they come out. <laughs> <laughs> we should say, we want to copy what you guys are doing. They're like, oh, you're going to put Tofop up a day before. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. no. We're putting We're your gonna, show up. Yeah. If you want to hear The Weekly Planet. In fact, if you want to hear The Weekly Planet on Saturday, a day before they put it on their Patreon, come to our Patreon. If you want to support our show, you can also go to uh, our YouTube channel, Tofop TV, because, look, we're trying to get numbers up. Yes. If you guys could watch every week, I'm uploading clips from this show. Mm. So uh, people who you know don't have the, can't afford Patreon, but you want to support us somehow, if you just go and watch some of the videos in our YouTube channel, pretty soon we can start monetizing that sucker and YouTube will pay us. So it's a way of giving us money without you having to do nothing. But you know what you could hilarious do? Hilarious videos. What? Even if you're just going out of the house, whack on YouTube. Click it onto our channel. Yeah. And then just let just it set roll. it up. They do autoplay, so you can do that. Exactly. Go to your mate's house. It'd Go to all great, your friends' houses. It'd be great to see how deep that hole gets, though, with the YouTube algorithm. Yeah, yeah. If you wa- walked out of the house with us having a nice conversation about, you know, your documentary, and you come back like three hours <laughs> later, and you're just in a really horrible YouTube spot. 9-11. <laughs> yeah. It was an inside job. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a, another way you can support us. Uh, we are on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, do you have anything to plug? Uh, Willosophy, uh, regular episodes of that coming out at the moment. Uh, and uh, I have some big stand-up news to announce uh, in a, in the next month. So, um, Whoa, that's exciting. Yes. So um, if you want to come and see me do uh, live stuff in 2020, there will be plenty of opportunity uh, for people to do that, and I'll make some major announcements in the next month or so. How exciting. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.